Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Who want to win. This is what they do. If anything, you Bengals fans need to probably thank the national media for crapping all over you. I honestly truly believe that Mike Brown... As stubborn as he is, and there's going to be a lot of Bengals fans that disagree with this, I truly believe that the pressure has finally got to him. We've seen the pressure get to him on a few occasions the last couple of years. You Bengals fans were able to force his hand when it came to Marvin Lewis a few years ago, which brought in, you know, led to bringing in Zach Taylor. And I believe that the, the pressure of the national media and the perception of the franchise outside of its loyal fan base, what little fan base it is, Whatever, I mean, there there is a pocket of loyal Bengals fans that defend this team no matter what, which I'll still never understand why, whenever they weren't... Look, let me be clear here. The Bengals did not deserve to be given the benefit of the doubt up until this point. You can officially say now, you can, like, I will defend the Bengals moving forward when people say that this is an organization that doesn't want to win. For one, I don't think there's such thing as organizations that don't want to win. I just think that some are more competitive than others. I don't think that you buy a sports team or a sports franchise and not have interest in winning. I just think that some are willing to do and give up more to achieve winning than others, if that makes sense. I I will never accuse Mike Brown of not wanting to win. I will just accuse Mike Brown of not always making the right decisions and having that that willpower to go and make something happen. But that changes moving forward. Like that narrative, you could put that to rest. Bengals fans, anytime you hear national media or any media come out and say, oh, well, that's an organization that I don't know if Joe Burrow should go there, they don't, they don't care about winning. Carson Palmer, his, his little antics, that, that's in the past now. He can't, he's going to have to find a new story to roll with if he wants to continue bashing his former team because he can no longer say that this is a team that doesn't want to win or doesn't want to make enough changes to, to allow winning to happen. So with that being said, I do believe that the national media is to thank for as off-base as they were at times, although I do think that they were right on par with their thought process on the Bengals. I believe everything that they said was significantly accurate. I, I don't think that the Bengals, I mean, look, I don't think it's a secret that the Bengals have been a laughing stock of the league, and it's not just about winning games uh, to get rid of that perception. I think they have been a laughing stock of the league. That put that be puts to rest. I think that we really got to see with the Bengals having the number one overall pick and having one of the best quarterbacks to come out of college football in quite some time. I do believe that we are at the point now where the Bengals were at the point where they got to really look in the mirror and see who they were. And if they couldn't see that well, everyone wanted to make sure that they could see who they were because they actually had to think about the the, the have the mindset that man Joe Burrow may not want to come play here. Can you imagine how devastating that would be for Mike Brown? If Joe Burrow did stick to that and say, hey, I don't want to be a Cincinnati Bengal, do you realize how devastating that could be for him and that franchise moving forward? As bad as things have been, they dodged a bullet there. Because you could say whatever you want, but if Joe Burrow would have pulled an Eli Manning, there would have been no one to blame out there except the Bengals. Because the narrative was not made up. 
you can't convince me that two and that a two and that a team that is picking number one overall and only won two games last year. You can't convince me that everyone's saying that they're bad is wrong. That's not true. They were bad though, but then things change. That was my mindset with the Browns. Oh, they, they were 0 16. Yeah, that roster was 0 16. They got a whole new roster moving forward. Last year, the Bengals were 2 and 14. This year, completely different roster. It's a lot of the same base guys, but those are the meat and potatoes of your roster. They just didn't complement the base of the roster. That was my biggest frustration the last couple of years. How are you going to extend Dunlap and Atkins, but yet give them crap in the, as far as linebackers and secondary is concerned? What's the point of beefing up your defensive line two years ago if you weren't going to provide any kind of secondary help? That made no sense. And just like what's the point of going to get a quarterback if you're not going to bolster up that offensive line, that also makes no sense. So the fact that you are hearing rumors and reports out that the Bengals have picked up the phone, have reached out to the Washington Redskins about finding a way to get a deal done, that speaks volumes about the change in philosophy in that front office. I don't know if Mike Brown just woke up from that nap that he was pictured in last year. I don't know if he has kind of hand off, handed off some of the decision-making to his daughter or you know, is Duke Tobin getting more of a say. I don't know what's going on in that front office for the Bengals, but I applaud them and I respect this. I love what they're doing. I love that they picked up the phone and called the Redskins. And maybe they just picked up the phone and called the Redskins just for the the sake of buzz and just to get the talk out there uh, to change the perception. If they did that, as much as I would still laugh a little bit, I give them credit for having enough sense to even think about that as a business ploy. Hey, let's at least change the perception that we aren't trying to get offensive linemen. I give them credit even if that's all that they're trying to do. But Trent Williams is asking for a lot of money. He's 30-something years, I think 32 years old, right, 32 years old. He's a little bit on the older side. But you don't have to marry linemen for, you're not marrying him for six or seven years. You can get a couple of good years out of a big offensive lineman like that. I mean, look, I don't want to hear that, oh, he's too old. Look at, uh, I mean, look at the offensive linemen that the Bengals have given up on that have gone on to have great careers after they've been too old to play for the Bengals. Like, that's been my biggest frustration. Now, the Bengals have also been in reports saying that if they're not able to land Trent Williams, that they have also been linked to offensive tackle Jason Peters. Jason Peters I'm a, also a big fan of. Keep in mind that the Browns and Bengals, that there is an overlap in the direction of both franchises. I think that the Browns and Bengals, really, if you hear that one team is going after this guy, you should also see the other team's name in those conversation pieces as well, right? Like, I feel like that's only fair. So, like, the fact that the Bengals are being an aggressive and putting their names out there for Trent Williams and maybe even trying to get a Jason Peters, if the fact that the Browns aren't even in that conversation, that's a joke as well. The Browns need those same pieces. Now, they at least got Conklin. I'll give them that. But then, you know, you have someone just tweeted into the show, and, I, you know, someone tweeted in asking my thoughts on, okay, if they're going to spend that money on Trent Williams, would I rather see them spend that money on a Jadavion Clowney to just make that defense elite and then to build the offensive line through the draft? I wouldn't, I mean, look, if Clowney's a Bengal, great. I just do not see that happening. But I also think that you cannot, if you're relying on the Bengals to build that line through the draft, that they're not going to have success doing that because they haven't had success doing that. I'm not going to buy into them trying to build the line through uh, through the draft. I think they have to strike gold here at some point. They have to either land a Trent Williams, even if it means overpaying to get him. 
You need to get somebody that's going to come in and make an immediate impact. And if you think it's Jonah Williams, I got bad news for you. Jonah Williams is just as much of a question mark as Michael Jordan and others. Jonah Williams might be the real deal. But you guys were also the same fans that were trying to convince me that Billy Price was the real deal. You were also the same fan base that tried to convince me that Michael Jordan was going to be the real deal. And so on and so on. So until I see Jonah Williams on the field, I don't know. We've seen Trent Williams on the field, and we know what kind of difference he can make on the line. Polly the Bengals fan, how are you? Go ahead, bring my optimism down. I already see the note. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, much respect to you. I understand that you're constantly looking for the positivity and optimism in every aspect of life, and that's you. More power to you. Uh, I somehow cha- I've changed to where I don't do that anymore through life. But anyway, uh, you're, I understand all of the moves, acquisitions, everything, signings, everything that the Bengals have made. Um, I think it's very uncharacteristic of them. But at the same time, I'm basing again. I'm not going to repeat myself because I know everybody's heard, knows what I, how I feel. But the fact is. It's been this way for so long. Every one step forward that this team seems to take, it's always two steps backwards. And a lot of times, Mike Brown presented a big smokescreen through the years. And people may not want to hear it. Some people may. But the fact is, he did present that smokescreen quite a bit to just give the fans just enough for the following year. And it promised, you know, a lot better uh, results. And it never happens. He just stays the course with mediocrity. Von Bell, DJ Reader, and those guys. I mean, what was your response when that? Okay, okay, 127 okay. million, man. That's pretty. That's pretty good for them. That's why I say it's uncharacteristic. And here's yeah. another thing. Okay, now uh, the big perception of Mike Brown finally listening to the media and all this input and negative input, like Tyler Boyd is. All right, making these acquisitions is one thing. Going out there this year and proving on the field, not for just one year. If, hopefully, if we have a season, but <laughs> say say five years in a row, five, uh, five consecutive. It's got to be it's got to be consecutive years. Prove it constantly, and then we will know. Because right now, again, sure you're making all these major moves, but see, Mike Brown has uh, spent money before Achilles Smith and uh, Dan Wilson, and they never panned out. I, I, I hope Joe Burrow does. I think he's a stud quarterback, but again, he's going into our system. But the fact is. Saying taking all these acquisitions is one thing, going out there and proving it year after year is another. If I'm Andy Dalton right now, I'm also pretty frustrated because it's like, why now? Like you know, you're putting all the all the weight of the blame on the quarterback, Andy Dalton, shipping him out of town, or for whatever reason he's not shipped out of town yet. I still don't understand that. But why now? I mean, what? Why? Why did it take going two and fourteen and getting the number one overall pick and having a chance to get Joe Burrow? Like if Andy Dalton, you were trying to convince us the last you know ten years that he's your guy, then you never treated him like he was your guy. Because if this is how right. you treat your guy and Joe Burrow, why would you not have given Dalton that same treatment the last eight nine years? That, that, to me, still is frustrating as far as that's well, concerned. Okay, yeah, that's part of it. That's part of Mike Brown just going to stay in the course of mediocrity. Exactly, that's just it. Why would it? Why wouldn't he? I don't, I don't know why. Um, I, I, don't, I just don't know. As far as him making, making these changes now, I mean, I, hope, I, hope, I, don't wish, I don't wish his demise on it. I just hope he doesn't, you know. A lot of people say, oh, when's he going? When's he going? You know, he's up there in age. I, I want him to live as long as he can. But the fact is, um, maybe he's just getting to where... It is kind of getting to him in a little bit in his, in his old age. I don't know. Um, maybe he's finally waking up in his in later years, in his in the last few years. I don't know how to explain it. But, yeah, something is going on. But, again, you know, you would just, it's just have to wait and see. So it hasn't changed your, your – like you're not even no. a little excited. And that's fine. I, you know, Justin Knight, 
You, you know, I've been around, I've been there. You know, when I started being a fan, and uh, I'm telling you, my my optimism and, and hope for the team was so sky high coming off the Super Bowl loss. We had all those teams, uh, all those good teams in the late '80s, early '90s, ninety ninety one. Um, I've just been damaged so bad by this man that I've allowed myself to be damaged. I just can't. Uh, I can't see. I, I, it's my faith on that. My my fandom will never quit. But my my uh, my hope and optimism. It's been thrown out the window with this man. This man has proven time and time again he does not, does not care, and that's just I don't know what else to say about it. Um, after all those after all these years, you know, I'm just still seeing this as okay. Well, I'm not going to get excited. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. I still go into this season just watching as a, as a basic you know as a fan, not really expecting anything. And if it happens, I'm really happy for him. So I don't know. Yeah, someone made a joke the other day that. I think there must be some owners in the league that know that there won't be a season and that they're going to be able to write off all of the uh, big signings that they made this year, and that's why Mike Brown all of a sudden decided to go all in right now. <laughs> that, could, that could be true, yeah. You know, he knows but, there's uh, an out at the end. So, <laughs> but but uh, to, to ultimately answer your question, no, I'm just never going to believe in the in the Mike Brown team. Uh, Katie, uh, I, my personal opinion is, of course, it hasn't happened yet, but when she takes over, that it will probably stay the same. I don't know. I could be very wrong on that. But I'm just never going to have hope, faith, and optimism. I'm going to be a, still going to, have to be a fan, but I'm just not going to have that faith. Uh, I'm not going to. I, I look at this and I'm, I'm thinking, well, what? Okay, he's making, he's spending all this money. What's he going to screw up? What, what's going to happen? When is that proverbial rug going to be uh, pulled out from underneath this? It's called when the number one pick is announced, and it's not Joe Burrow, and that's why Andy Dalton's still on this roster. That's what well, it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can, I can, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I can see that, but at the same time, I understand Mike Brown has always loved the quarterback position. That's why he never uh, took that deal from New Orleans years ago, and he stayed with the number one pick and got Achilles. Uh I think he's going to go with Joe Burrow myself. Um, I just. I just think he will. He just loves that quarterback position, doesn't really care about the offensive line. He does it now, and he didn't back in the early 90s when Dave Klingler was our quarterback, and he they snapped the ball, and he ended up on his back just like that. So, All right. Well, Polly, great hearing from you, man. Thank you. Stay safe and All have right. a great weekend. Thank you. All right, four five seven nine four six four. Uh no, and I threw that out there. Look, the Bengals they're taking Joe Burrow. Uh, but it still does not explain to me. And I don't want to hear, oh, well, you know, Andy Dalton, they're going to keep him to mentor Joe Burrow. Uh, I mean, can you name, and I'm sure there's examples out there, and they're just not fresh front-of-mind awareness for for me right now. I can't think of a scenario where a guy has been a starter for nine years and was purposely brought back to be a mentor. Like, we've seen guys get benched in the middle of a year. All right, We saw Andy Dalton get benched last year. We saw Eli Manning two years ago get benched. Uh, Eli headed into last year, and there's my answer, damn it, right as I'm sitting here trying to talk myself through this scenario. But, like, Andy Dalton didn't. Like really, or Andy Dalton, uh, Eli Manning was brought in last year to technically be the mentor, um, you, you know, obviously for Daniel Jones. But the difference is, is Andy Dalton and Eli Manning are not the same. Andy Dalton's not close to retirement. Eli Manning coming back another year, that made sense. Like you were benching Eli because, you know, his career, he's run its course. He's old. He was, you know, about to retire. Andy Dalton's not about to retire. I can't think of a scenario where a quarterback that has good quality remaining years in his career left after being with the team for as long as he has with the Bengals. I still don't understand why people think that it makes sense that he would want to stay around and mentor Joe Burrow. That doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. And maybe Andy's dumb enough to do it. I don't know, but I just I don't see. Last year, Andy Dalton came out and said straight up that he did not 
want to, you know, he didn't want to be the backup. He, if he would have known that they were going to bench him last season, that him and his agent would have been able to explore a trade, right? So why are the center people ignoring that? Why would that philosophy change? I don't think it has, and I don't think it will. We'll be back in a moment to close out the show. More of the Justin Kinner Show live here on 1410 ESPN Radio when we come back.